Welcome back to the Venari podcast. I'm Gov Candola, and we are joined today by Neil Jones-Shah. Neil is Executive Vice President and Global Head of Air Freight at Flexport, a leading freight forward and customs brokerage company, and is also a recognized leader in the global aviation industry. Neil, welcome. Thank you, Gov. It's a pleasure to be with you uh, this morning, and, and, and thanks very much for having me. No, no, thank you for being on. And in today's episode, we're going to be discussing a very pertinent topic, you know, that of the current supply chain issues that have affected all of us through the pandemic and continue to be an issue, you know, given the upcoming holiday season, you know, from packed ports and empty shelves to the supply chain crisis, it's, well, it's never been more visible. Um, so the question for you, Neil, is, you know, we see the images of ships waiting to enter ports and giant containers piling up with goods. But in your opinion, what do you believe were the initial triggers for the pressures that we're seeing and experiencing today? Well, you know, the pandemic was certainly the trigger, you know, Gov. Uh, when, when the pandemic started rearing its ugly head um, in January and February, um, and, and basically manufacturing in China shut down, we basically thought we were, you know, headed for a global recession. And then as the pandemic spread, uh, you know, we had this sort of onslaught of demand. The need uh, for both Europe and the U.S. to import massive quantities of personal protective equipment um, was something nobody could ever envision and, and could ever plan for. And as most things, almost everything is manufactured in China. So incredible rush to get PP into the country. And that started to, you know, um, expose, uh, you know, where our supply chain, you know, was, was going to break down. Following that, you know, we saw that actually consumption patterns didn't decline. People didn't start sh stop shopping. They actually just moved from the brick and mortar environment and they were stuck at home and they started shopping online. I mean, e-commerce boomed, you know, 30, 35% over historical normal levels, and people were ordering all sorts of products right now online, um, from exercise equipment to at-home computing equipment, you name it, people were buying it. And they were also fixing up their homes and, you know, stores like Home Depot and Lowe's and all were importing, you know, massive quantities of product, uh, you know, given the demand. Supply chains overall have worked pretty well, but they've never really been stress tested, you know, the way they have during this pandemic pandemic. We've had minor shocks to the system, you know, over the past years, right? But they've always been very short-lived. The infrastructure around the world is really inadequate um, to support today's supply chain. And, uh, you know, the pandemic just exposed this. It didn't create the problem. The problem was already here. It just exposed this problem where our infrastructure is just inadequate. And on the airport side, and I'll focus most of my comments on the airport side, because we could talk for days uh, on the ocean, but being, exactly. being an air freight guy, you know, the airports, you know, the, the cargo side of the airports have not been invested in for 25, 30 years. They're dealing with technology and, and square footage from the 1970s and 80s. Well, you know, we we are living in different times and um, air freight volumes in 2021 are going to be the highest on record, um, yet the infrastructure just isn't there to support it. And as you know, infrastructure can't be added overnight. Um, it, it's something that takes, you know, massive amount of pre-planning. So, you know, I'm, I'm afraid that, you know, we've we have we have exposed the problem. And now we need to work collaboratively as an industry, um, both from the different stakeholders on the private sector side, as well as government to now fix this problem, because it's going to take 10 years to get it right. Yeah, I think you put it perfectly there. I think you highlighted this huge surge in demand um, increase in rates. But do you believe this is going to have a knock on effect to consumers when it comes to price? Well, we've already seen it. 
I mean, you know, look at the inflation numbers, right? I mean, you know, we we are we are looking at numbers that we haven't seen since the 1970s. And, you know, I don't remember the 1970s that well. I was, I was, uh, I was, I was small. You probably weren't even born. I wasn't um, born at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you might've been in diapers back then, but let me tell you, I do not think that it's a time period we want to emulate, uh, you know, when it comes to economic growth and, and particularly when it comes to inflation numbers. And, you know, here in the U.S., um, you know, we had an inflation reading of 6.2 um, in October, which is the highest reading since the 1970s. And so we are, we're on a bad path right now when it comes to inflation. The consumer is certainly starting to feel this in their pocketbook, you know, for, for sure, just given these headline numbers. And unfortunately, there's really no end in sight, right? I mean, you know, the backlogs continue. Um, you know, you have massive amount of products stuck, at, stuck in ports. Um, you have a complete disconnect and shortage in terms of warehousing capacity. And I think the consumer will end up bearing the brunt of this because businesses can withstand supply chain shocks for a short period of time, you know, maybe weeks, maybe a few months. But when you have rates on the ocean that are 10x what they historically were, when you have rates in air freight that are two to three x what they historically have been, sustaining that level of yield increase for, for years on end is, is really impossible for any shipper to do, no matter what your gross margins are. And, and so, uh, you know, it is being passed along. I think for some uh, shippers, uh, reluctantly, they're passing it along. Um, and, uh, you know, the consumer at the end of the day will, uh, will, will, will pay for it. Um, but the one thing, you know, we are anticipating, particularly here in the U.S., um, are, you know, it's going to be a very weird Christmas shopping season. Um, you know, shelves are already starting to get empty. Um, of the most popular items. And we're, we're pre-Black Friday already, right? Yeah. You know, many retailers are, um, are envisioning sort of empty shelves come mid-December. So if you're one of those people who procrastinated and went out, you know, on the 23rd of December to buy all your Christmas presents, you may be shopping at the gas station, right? Buying everybody, um, you know, cheap confectionery products for, uh, for Christmas because there's going to be nothing left in the stores. And, um, you know, that's the fear because all of this product is either stuck on a ship, it's stuck in an airport, or it's buried in some freight yard under 100 containers worth of, uh, uh, worth, worth of product, right? And you just simply can't pull it out. Exactly. I think we saw Sony charter three 747s just to get PlayStation 5. It was like 300 tons worth, which is insane. Uh, you mentioned it there, you know, retailers and manufacturers desperate to ensure stock reaches shops in time for Black Friday and for the festive season have turned to aviation. And obviously being the global head of air freight with Flexport, you know, how has the business dealt with this shift in air, well, shift in demand for air freight? You, you can't stop taking care of your customers. No matter how difficult the capacity situation becomes, you always have to be looking for creative solutions to take care of your customers because at the end, they are, they're relying on you. Everybody took the supply chain for granted, right? They just did. I mean, it was sort of, it was an unsexy part of the business and it just sort of worked and people took it for granted. Well, now all of a sudden, you know, we're in a position where you can't take it for granted. And, you know, this sort of market has called for, you know, insane amounts of creativity. Um, you know, as, as a freight forwarder, you know, we have spent uh, a lot of time and resources and money building up our dedicated freighter network so that we have planes at our disposal. They're ours. Um, and that has helped for sure. That's not 
all the capacity we use by any stretch, but it has helped. And we're going to double down on this strategy in 2022 because we know that this, this crisis has months, if not years, to play out. I mean, let me give you a sort of order of magnitude of what's happened when it comes to pricing and availability of capacity, okay? If you go back to 2019, and in October, November time period, the traditional peak season, it cost about a half a million dollars to charter an airplane to fly from Shanghai to Chicago, full of product, okay, if you wanted to charter. Today, it costs about $1.8 to $2 million to charter that same airplane if you can even get your hands on an airplane, exactly. right? So it's not like there's airplanes sitting on the sidelines waiting for you to pay that money and they'll be put into service. No, you know, you'll pay 2 million and you'll wait 15 to 30 days to get the opportunity um, to have a flight. That's the situation, you know, that we're in today. Um, and, and from a Flexport perspective, again, we've doubled down on dedicated capacity. Um, we've gotten closer and deeper with the partnerships that we do have, um, you know, in order to do the best job we can for for our customers, right? To give them as reliable a transit as possible um, at the most economical price, you know, we can, we, can, we can possibly do. But as I tell most shippers today, this isn't about economics today. The economics are what they are. You know, there's very little opportunity to influence that right now. You know, now it's about reliability and getting your product to market. And, and that's what we're laser focused on right now. Perfect. Well, look, it might have to be an IOU for Christmas presents this year and into next year. But uh, look, Neil, it's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you again for sharing your insights. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure to be on and uh, have a happy holidays. You too.